Well, once again, good to see all your smiling faces this morning. Want to uh, continue on in our study in the book of Proverbs. We're going really, really fast through the book of Proverbs uh, in chapter 3 here this morning. So go ahead and turn there. And while you're turning to Proverbs chapter 3, let me ask you a question. What do you want out of life? And welcome have to say to those who are joining us on Zoom or listening online, good to have you with us as well. So there's the question, what do you want out of, what do you really want out of life? I think for a lot of us who have some years behind us, um, if we think about that question, maybe the answer that we would give today is not the same answer we would have given 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? Things kind of change, don't they? I think there's, there's always exceptions to the rule, but maybe for most of us, it looks something like this. When we were 20, right, we wanted this, we wanted to do this, we wanted to have this, we wanted to accomplish this, right? We were just going, going. Then when you get to be about, you know, 30, 35 years old, then it starts to be about your kids if you have a family, right? You want them to do well. But uh, also, as you're focusing on them, you also want enough uh, money and sanity to kind of keep all these things rolling, right? Lord, please, you know, help me just to get through each and every day. Then you get to be about 55 or 60, and that kind of shifts to the grandkids, right? We, we, we focus on them, want them to, to, to do well and all. But then, you know, other, maybe some more medical things start popping up about that time. And said, Lord, I really, you know, I'm looking more at my health these days uh, than I did before. And I'm looking ahead, hopefully, that I can have a, a halfway decent retirement, right? And then by the time you get to be about 80 or 85 years old, you just would like to get up and walk to the kitchen and back without pain, you know? <laughs> Is that about right? This, this much I do know. Uh, none of us wants to be a failure. None of us wants to be stressed out all the time. Nobody wants to be lonely. Uh, for the most part, we'd like to be a, a decent person, right? We want, we want people to speak well of us. Uh, we want to honor the Lord in, in what we do. We want to do the right things in life. We want to get some good results for the effort that we put in day by day, right? Or, as the writer of Proverbs would put it, we like our paths to be straight. We like our paths to be straight. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. It says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. I want to entitle the message this morning, In All Your Ways. In All Your Ways. Let's think about a straight path for a minute. Anybody ever get lost in the woods? Anybody ever get lost behind the wheel of a car? You know, you, either way, you, you think you're going in the right direction, you get turned around and suddenly you don't know where you are, you don't know how to get out, you don't know, right? You're, you're just lost. Um, that's what we're talking about here in Proverbs. That in life, we don't want to find ourselves lost, confused, not knowing what to do or where to go. We want a, a relatively straight and secure path through this wilderness we call life, don't we? A spiritual 
path. We have, in, in, in this journey, we have a lot of paths, don't we? Notice that that word in, uh, in Proverbs here is plural, paths, because we do have a lot of paths. We have a spiritual path, don't we? A career path, maybe. A family path. A social path. No, not a sociopath. A social path. Um, an economic path, right? All these paths. And part of our lives is trying to juggle a lot of these things at the same time, right? So for God to make, make these paths straight means to, it, it's not going to be a big twisted mess. How many have ever had a, a long extension cord that you just couldn't get apart or a rope or backlash when you're fishing, right? And it's just almost impossible to get this thing untangled. It's just a mess. And I think that's what God's getting to here because we, in our natural selves, we can get all twisted around and we can get life in this big twisted ball of a mess. And a lot of us get there by, and by the mercy of God, He meets us in that, doesn't He? He doesn't say, well, you made your bed, lie in it. No, He says, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And we come to Him and we say, Lord, here's this tangled mess and little my little, you know, He begins to straighten things out for us because he loves us so much. So for um, straight, I want to look at this word straight uh, in the Hebrew because it's not just this. It, it, it also talks about being even. There's, there's a, a nuance in that Hebrew word that talks about being even. In other words, it's not just one giant exhausting hill to climb. You glad for that? Um, or it's not these big, huge up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down or a bunch of slippery slopes all the time. No. What God wants to do is to give us a more manageable path. There's another nuance to that Hebrew word is to be just or right, doing the right things. Okay, I, I know all of us me included, have humanly have this bent towards being selfish, right? But God wants us on a path to do the right thing, right? Do the right thing in life. We don't, we, we, we don't, we don't set out to follow a crooked path, do we? No, we want it to be on an even keel, not a bunch of, you know, straight, even, and right. That's what we're looking for. So I guess if you, could, if you could put all of us in the mix and filter it down to what's really important, we might say we want to get through this journey in life and be okay. If we could just do that, right? We just want to be okay, not without challenges. I mean, challenges make us grow and develop, don't they? Um, I mean, I've been to a semi-big airport where they have those conveyor belts. You can just walk on and just... Mm, that's not what we're talking about here. God, God, God's not into just, you know, there's going to be challenges in life. Challenges help us. If Without challenges, we wouldn't need faith, would we? Um, challenges teach us things, uh, important things like responsibility, commitment. Uh, challenges help us develop perseverance. Challenges help us create inventions, don't they? They help us to reach our full potential as human beings. Uh, it helps us to know how it feels to overcome. 
or to, to, to see the, the sustaining and delivering power of God in our lives, right? Challenges are important to us. So sure, there's going to be bumps in the road. We know that, but we know who's Lord of the bumps. Amen? When we put our lives in his hands, he is Lord of the bumps, and he has promised to work all things together for good. So we don't want to have it all, um, but we'd like to overall enjoy the journey, wouldn't we? I mean, doesn't the Bible said God has given us all things to enjoy? You know, he's not, a, he's not a, this, this demanding taskmaster. He would like us to enjoy life. He created us. to He gave us this big, beautiful world. He wants us to have a good life. He really does. So how do we get paths that are straight? How do we get this sense of of overall confidence, that there is a blessing on our paths, that God is in it with us, that we have guidance to help us along the way. Here's how to do it. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. Circle the word all. That's the key, isn't it? If any particular path is going to have that blessing, right? That sense of guidance. We cannot walk in it independent from the Lord. We can't say, oh, my spiritual path, yeah, that's me and Jesus all the way, right? But my career path, or my financial path, my social path, my sexual path, well, that's, that's for me and me alone, right? Are you with me? To acknowledge the Lord in all our ways is to bring Him, His fellowship, His input, His guidance, His direction into every path of our lives. Now, even as I say that, there's a part of our hearts that squirms a little. Isn't there? Give Him everything, every area i got to bring God into, right? Let's be honest. But here's the thing. If you and I knew, I mean, if you and I really, really knew how much God loves us and how much He wants to bless us and how much He wants to bring good things into our lives, I mean, the Bible says in the Psalms, He says, He will withhold no good thing from those who walk in His ways, right? We need to realize that He loves us that much. Number two, think about it logically. I mean, just plain logic. Who is better at giving advice and direction? You or me with our limited knowledge or someone with unlimited knowledge, wisdom, knowledge of the future, and who loves us and has a good plan for our lives? It just makes sense, right? Number three, um, and, and especially you with a lot of experience know this, how much control do we really have? We might think we do sometimes, right? We try to hold on to this and hold on to this and, and manipulate this and make this go our way and do that. But how much control do we really, really have? Not a whole lot, right? 
But if I'm really let him in to everything, to every area, he's, he's going to make me do this and he's going to take that away from me. You know, that's a misconception about God that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Right? Satan's lie in the Garden of Eden. What did he tell Eve? God's trying to keep you from what's really good. Right? That's why he told you not to eat of that tree, because if you do, right, you're going to be like him and, 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 and all of this. He's trying to keep you from something, something really good. Just the other day, um, when our grandkids were over for an overnight, and, and of course, like most grandparents, we, we have candy around the house, and maybe we're a little bit more liberal with it than we were with our own kids. Anybody? I see smiles all over <laughs> Yeah, and then you send them home all candied up. But um, invariably, we got the question, which, which we do regularly. Can I have another piece? You know, we've already given them three. Can I have another piece? You know, it's an hour before dinner. And you have to say no, right? But think about that. You know, because at six or eight or ten years old or whatever, candy's a good thing, right? It's just, it's a good thing. And the more you have, the gooder it is, right? But is it really? You know, you, you, you get beyond that age, and, and I can eat as much candy as I want any day I want, but I don't. Why? Because now I get it, right? Um, we learn over time that it's actually better to limit some things or avoid some things. For, for, for some people, to have a glass of wine at dinner, no big deal, right? No big deal at all. But for other people, that glass was a gateway to what could destroy their lives, right? So sometimes it's limit. Sometimes for certain people, we just need to avoid this all together. And God, who made us, who created us, who knows our personality, who knows our, 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 our bents and all that kind of thing, where is he going to steer us? He's going to steer us towards what is best for our lives. And he knows better, right? Obviously. It's been said numerous times that no one in their final days of life ever said, gee, I wish I would have spent more time at the office. Right? Why? Because at that point in their lives now, they're realizing what that chasing after money, chasing after position, chasing after status stole from them in terms of relationships, especially family, right? Now, I wish I would have done things differently. So God doesn't want to keep us from anything that's really good. He wants to give us what is best. He wants to steer us in directions that are truly the best for our lives, to reach our fullest potential, to live as we've entitled this series on Proverbs, to live our best life, to find the most meaning and purpose, to be the most secure and the most confident, to know the greatest joy and the greatest peace, to help us not so much just try to juggle all those paths that we're on, but have them relatively straight and manageable 
and be able to get through life resting in Him. That's what God wants for us. So don't fall for the oldest lie in the book. God's trying to keep you from something. If you really let Him in, you know, He's going to take this away. He's going to, you know, no. That's a lie. I can tell you I've done that and it's cost me dearly. I've fallen for that lie. It doesn't always seem to our eight-year-old brains comparatively that what God has for us is right and good. But as we saw last week, trusting with Him in all of our hearts, with all of our hearts, is always, always the best decision, isn't it? So if we really believe He loves us, if we really trust Him with all of our hearts, what do we need to do? We need to give Him every part. You've heard me, I'm sure, many times uh, quote from Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, when inviting people at the end of a service to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, right? Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. Look that verse up sometime. Look at its context. That wasn't written to outsiders. That wasn't written to the unsaved, the unchurched. That was written to the church. That was written to the church. I stand at the door. I stand at your door. You may sit in the pew week after week after week after week. Jesus says, I stand at your door and I knock. Whoever hears my voice and opens that door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me or she with me. You got to understand too, in, in the Middle East, that, that, that phrase to eat with someone, that was, um, that, that, that was a term of endearment. This was something when you sat down to a meal with someone in that culture, that meant going from casual to close friend. This is what he's talking about, right? I want to have a deeper relationship with you. I stand at the door. Pick the path. Right? Stand at the door of that path. Are we walking together in that part of your life? Open that door. Let me in. Let me show you how my friendship can make difference, a vast difference. In your life, you know, I think of uh, for, I think it's First Corinthians six, where Paul's writing to the church. He says, "Don't you know you're not your own? You've been bought with a price." And I could stand up here and and I could wave the Bible and say, "You're not your you know." To, to me, that's kind of God's last resort. Yes, He did shed His blood on the cross for us. And, and when we give our lives to Him, right, He ransomed us, He redeemed us out of, out of an eternity of, of separation from God. And we do belong to Him. But I believe to, 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 for Him, that's, that's like the last resort. I think His first resort is, is Revelation 3.20. I don't want to have to demand your obedience. I don't want to have to pull the I bought you card. I want you... Right, even even from the first commandment, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Don't say obey the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind. 
Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let this be a voluntary thing. You know, you understand now that, that I... I I died on that cross for you because I love you. You understand now through, through the word of truth that I only want your best because I love you so much. Open the door. Let me in. Let me in to that place of friendship. Let me in to that place of, of best friends. You know, your best friends are the ones that can speak into your life, right? That can say, hey... I love you. Stop it. <laughs> you know? I care about you. Or I really think you, you, you should go in this direction over here. And we listen to them. Why? Because we've got a relationship with them. Not because they claim to be, you know, somebody. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. Let me in. Let me into that area and I will transform your life. You wonder why this isn't going well, and this isn't going well, and this isn't going well over here. You've locked me out. You've got a backlash. You've got a tangled extension cord. You can't get it from here to here because it won't budge. It's not working. Why? You've got it all twisted. Let me in. Let me make your paths straight. Let me show you what I have for you. He is a loving father. He loves his kids. And all, 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 those of you who are fathers here or those of you who have fathers and they haven't been perfect, right? We all fall short. He never falls short. He knows exactly what is right and best for us. Right? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. And if you do that in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Bring Him in. And He's going to make those paths straight. This isn't a um, just as I am without my plea moment to come to the altar. This, 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 is, this is one of those serious, you go home tonight, you know, uh, it's it's bedtime, the lights are off, and you're sitting there thinking, and the Holy Spirit brings this message up to your heart. You go, I got some decisions to make, don't I? And, and, and you know the thing as a pastor, I get beat up with this before I even bring it here. You know, I, I, I wrestle with these same questions. Am I in that area of your life? Let me in. I love you. Not let me in, I demand it. Let me in. I want to eat with you, you with me. I want to take you to the next step in this friendship and show you my love, reveal my love to you. So that not only do we become more and more enamored with Him, but when we do that, people see the difference in our lives. We've got a testimony to share with them. Man, oh man. This is what the Lord's doing in me. Right? Instead of looking like we ate lemons all the time. What, why, why are you so happy? Why are you such at peace? Why are you... Jesus straightened my paths. <laughs> Simple answer. I let him in. 
Not just, not just a one time, you know, I said, Jesus, be my Savior at an altar when I was 6, 7, 8, 20 years old. I let him in. Everything. Open that heart. That's what he wants to do for us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Lord. When we get to that place to say, be still and know that I am God. Maybe some of us are there. Maybe one area, two areas of our lives came immediately to the surface, Lord, and we're wrestling right now. We're wrestling. Oh, Lord. Bring us back to the cross where your love was poured out. Help us to see just how far you would go to prove that love to us. Help us to take a chance on you and fully and truly let you in. Every area, every path, every closet with skeletons in it, Lord, help us right now or later on tonight or whatever, open that door and say, Lord, come on in. And you know what? He's not going to go into that room, into that place. Hear me, please. He's not going to go in there and point out all those skeletons and shame you or me. That's not what he's about. He's the one to say, you know, the Bible says, we, we don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows. He knows the things that we struggle with. He understands. That was part of him becoming a human. We, we need to get that. He understands. He walked in human flesh. He had to say no to temptations that came his way. He knows the fight. He knows the struggle. And he knows that we have weaknesses, that we're not him. We have to get, we give in sometimes. He's not going to shame us. He's not going to guilt us. We're going to let him in that area. And, and, and he knows we're over there cowering in the corner. And he's going to go, hey, come here. Let me wrap my arms of love around you. Let me, let me give you some input here. Let me show you a better way. Let me empower you here. You, you, you wouldn't let me before. Let me give you my power, my resurrection power in your life. That's what he wants to do for us. Straighten those paths out. With love, compassion, understanding, mercy. Not guilt and shame. It's not who he is. So help us, Lord. Help us make those decisions. And show us what you can do in our lives for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray.